Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cloud Wars Live. We're digging into the digital revolution and the incredible impact it's having on our personal lives, our business lives, and anywhere in between if there is anything other than our personal, our business lives. Really excited today to be speaking with Doug Caring. He's the Executive Vice President of Corporate Operations at Oracle's, had a long history there. We're going to take a look through some of that career to see how that plays out, where Oracle's been, where it's headed, and what it's doing for its customers today. Doug, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you. Thanks. Always great to be with you. So, Doug, you know, your career has been interesting, right? For 20, 22 years, you started off on the M&A side of things. And what was it? A hundred acquisitions in eight years, NetSuite, PeopleSoft, some other big ones. What was it? What, what came up in the company or in your head that had you shift over into a different part of the business? Yeah. So when I, when I joined, obviously, uh, Oracle was uh, largely an on-premise uh, company and, and, and really just selling licensed software and, uh, and through the use of uh, acquisitions, which, uh, which, you know, as of today with the, uh, uh, with the current pending acquisition of Cerner, you know, we're looking at 150 acquisitions for well over $100 billion. So it's really helped transform the business um, and, and in fact got us into new lines of, uh, of things like the hardware business with Sun Microsystems. But um, it really, it, interestingly, it was fairly easy to integrate those uh, those acquisitions early on because um, because the you know despite going through technology transformation, the business model is always the same. That that little that little thing called the cloud came along, and um, it really was the first time, certainly in Oracle's history, where we had such a disruptive business model, not just a technology model, where we were really moving from selling licenses in upfront type uh, transactions to now selling services and, and delivering those as, as subscriptions over, over time. And um, it was interesting as we went through some of those early integrations of companies like Taleo and Right Now, and, um, and just the, 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 um, the foreign nature by which, uh, by which that business model was affecting us to the point where I, I uh, called, called Safra Katz, our CEO, one day and just mentioned that um, it might be worthwhile for us to think about actually transforming all of Oracle to fit this new cloud model rather than trying to uh, jam the round peg back into the square hole. And that really set off uh, our, our own internal transformation efforts, which uh, have been going on for uh, several years now is we've really learned to be a, um, to be a services based company rather than a products based company. Well, Doug, that's a, that was uh, that phone call, you know, it sounds like a, the communication of a fairly simple idea, but that's pretty uh, profound in its sweep, right? It, you know, an organization as big as Oracle, complex with a number of products and people, uh, 200 countries around the world. What was that like? It was, it was, it was definitely a lot of culture shock uh, that we, that went through in that, uh, in those early phases of it. But, um, but I think for the most part, most of our employees here at Oracle understood and, and really embraced and leaned into it. So, as we went through the transformation effort, you know, we, we thought about it uh, from the standpoint of saying, hey, if, if we started over, let's act like Oracle didn't exist today. How would we arrange our business model? What, what would we do to help, uh, to help serve customers? And that really became our North Star. We would, we would uh, dream up what that, uh, you know, what that endpoint would be in mind. And then we really worked with the rest of our organization to figure out how to change, you know, not only our culture, you know, in terms of how our people approach things, but what, what were the business processes that needed to be put in place in order to drive this new effort? And then finally, what were the systems that would help power that? And um, as you can imagine, it happened to be the, the, the right time for that because, uh, you know, Oracle itself 
have been busily uh, not just acquiring some of the assets, but uh, but building a lot of the uh, cloud technologies ourselves. So we 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 really uh, use that as the opportunity to to become our own best reference customer, which was. As I, I went through the process of implementing all this transformation, we, um, we did it on the back of the Oracle Cloud Technologies. So not only helped accelerate our transformation, but actually allowed us to then really understand and, and be empathetic in the shoes of our customers who themselves, regardless of what industry or what geography you're, you're located in, we're all being disrupted in some way. We're all being pushed into this services-based economy type type world, and um, and so now all of a sudden we we could bring our own learnings to bear and help uh, help customers understand how to uh, how to transform themselves. Doug, you know there was just a, a couple of things you said that reminded me. A couple of weeks ago, I had a conversation with a C-level executive from a big retail company, and she was saying that three two and a half or three years ago, they had the idea for rolling out curbside pickup. And she said, we were trying to figure out how much do you charge for that? Uh, how much would people be willing to pay for that convenience? And now not a very long time after, you know, that's sort of table stakes for every sort of company. So as you described those massive changes you went through, um, does anything stick out in your head as, as something that was particularly challenging to move the company through to get to where you needed to be? Yeah, well, it, it um, if, if I compare and contrast the two worlds in terms of the old world versus the new world, you know, in the old world, and 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 I think um, sometimes that we 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 are we'll, we'll call it misunderstood by our customers at times, but you know, we, we sold products, and 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 the reality is the customer took that product and they brought it behind their firewall, and then they did something, you know, they connected it with you know anything they wanted to, right? We were pretty agnostic as to how to use our tech our technologies. So that by the time it came to you know a problem popping up in their infrastructure, uh, and they called us and 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 the, you know and the request was, hey, you know your your product isn't working, and it was like, well, maybe I, I mean, but we don't know what you did with it, what it's connected to, how all these how all these relationships work, and so it, you know it was a little bit of a drawn out process to try to get to the root cause of of these issues to really help customers out and 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 I think it it created it created unnecessary friction often oftentimes in the process and um and and if you now fast forward to this new world where you're talking about cloud services the great thing about it is that um you know oracle picks all of the technologies in order to deliver this so rather than you deciding you know I want this application connected to this database running on this you know operating system against this hardware platform etc it's like we deliver you a service that has all of that bundled together. So it actually creates more of a partnership relationship with our customer where they sort of say, hey, we're going to turn over, you know, the keys to how we how we run, uh, you know, financials, for instance. And as we say, great, we are going to we're going to build this on what we believe to be the most secure, most scalable, most reliable platform in the world. But we're going to but you won't even know or see any of that stuff. We're just going to deliver to you, you know, a great service. So. We spent a lot of our, our, our energy as we thought through this, really thinking about the customer experience or their journey and, and understanding that now it's not just that initial transaction. In fact, you know, th that's not how we measure our success. You know, success for Oracle today is really based around, around how our customers succeeding. And um, that's either through customer satisfaction type scores and feedback, or it's even th simple things like, are they renewing the use of the technology? I mean, that's the greatest indicator of success. 
booking booking a new a new opportunity with a customer is like the worst indicator because that costs you a lot of money to get it all set up and delivered to the customer. And if you don't succeed with that, well, then you've spent a lot of money and, and haven't gotten much, much in return for it. But boy, if then they go and, and you know, a couple of years later say, hey, this is working great. I'd like to renew it, expand it, you know, that sort of idea. All of a sudden, it's like things are, things are, are, are working well. So you know, getting our, um, our people and our, our business really aligned around those types of, of ideas have really been uh, instrumental in, in again getting getting ourselves and our customers on the same side of the um, of the of the equation, rather than being in a position where maybe we're we're at uh, we're at odds as to as to uh, as to what what the what the right outcome is. And Doug, you know, it's a fascinating story about some of the changes within Oracle and the cultural change, technology change, business model change you had to go through. If you could step out of that a little, put yourself in sort of the minds of the customers. How have they customers benefited from this ongoing and pretty extensive transformation that Oracle's undergone? Yeah, well, I'll give you a, I'll give you some easy examples, and then obviously you, you know talking to a customer themselves is the uh, it was the best indicator of that. But um, you know, early on in our transformation activity, it was it was it was it was enlightening to see how far we we had to come, which we, we which we we have we have. But but at the point we started it, you know, it was. When you're in a service-based business, like if you you know you walk into a Starbucks, you know you're ultimately you're acquiring a product, right? You're getting a you're getting a coffee drink. But the reality is, the entire service experience that Starbucks put together really defines whether it's successful for the customer or not. I mean, the latte itself is 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 really just one small piece of it. You know, you walk into a Starbucks and and uh, and your drink isn't ready on the mobile app or what have you. Having that barista who walks up quickly and says, "Hey, I see you're see you're standing there. What's your name? What did you order? Let me find it. You know, oh gee, we don't have it. I'll make it right away." That that entire you know uh, relationship that you have from a from an employee perspective in terms of how they deliver the service really really matters. And um, but that takes some time to change that. So you know, early on when I would talk to some of our our leaders, you know, I ask simple questions like, you know, who do you think your customer is? And to me. Every organization within, within at least within Oracle, is servicing some customer. It doesn't actually mean the end customer, the per, someone who's purchased it. And in fact, you know, for things like contracting, you know, you might have a team that's that's busy doing the contracting. They're servicing the salespeople because the salespeople are trying to service our, you know, the end customers. And when when there was a sort of blank stare at me, like I don't have a customer, and it's. It's like, well, gee, you do. Let's go through this a little more slowly. And yeah. then by the time you get that, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I get it. Yeah, that, they're definitely my customers. Then my next natural question is, how often do you ask your customer, i.e. the salesperson, how you're doing? Mm -hmm. And I was like, we never do. And it's like, well, how are you ever going to be a service-oriented business if that's not the case? So, so it's a long way of just explaining that a lot of what we've rebuilt within Oracle is that culture of saying, how can I help? Not yeah. it's not the uh, not the response of it's not my job and and really by doing that we we're we're and again we're we're only as strong as our weakest link so it's you know yeah. it's always transformation is a journey that it never ends on on that front it's never perfect all the time but I think for the most part what what we what we really instilled in folks is hey when a customer is having an issue or they need help or whatever you just jump in whoever you are you jump in even if it's not your job you're not getting compensated for it etc. Because that's what's expected in a services-based business. And when we all do that, 
you'll get you know your colleagues will help you in certain situations uh, where 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 you'd expect them to want to do that do the same same for you but ultimately it's all about doing this to drive customer success and satisfaction and if we just keep that in the front of our minds at all at all points in time it it all it all can work out so so getting back to your question you know that that's the type of thing where we see certainly when we talk to customers you know, starting with culture as a as a concept of of kind of rethinking that you know, and then and then it's and then it's just moving on to like business processes, which is which is like, hey, you can't you can't just lift and shift the way you've always done business. You gave the example of the um you know of the uh, of the uh, of how to order at a retail. You, you you just can't walk in and and that that happens automatically. You gotta kind of rethink how does a customer want to interact? How how quickly do you serve? You know, do you have to order to to the um to the to the uh, to the roadside, et cetera? And and um and so we spent a lot of time uh, looking at our business processes really under this guise of hey, let's simplify these. So so let's get rid of extraneous parts of the steps. Let's not complicate it. That only slows things down and 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 decreases uh, customer satisfaction. How do we empower the people and the, and the, and the activities that we're going so that we can make decisions and get things done rapidly at the point of contact? So it's not the used car sales manager. I got to always go back and ask whether I can do something on behalf of the customer. We don't want that either. And and how do you delight it? How, how do you really create the not just the not just the interaction, but the actual um, you know software that we deliver to do it in a, do it in a way that's really mobile oriented? That's 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 focused on the here and now of what people expect out of technologies, not, not the old way where it's just simply transactional, you know, but think about it from a decision-making process, from artificial intelligence. Um, and then finally, you know, what's the, what's the underlying system to power that, which is, you know, gets back to the Oracle Cloud. And, you know, a, a great example of all this in action was, was for us, like internally at Oracle, I want my employees to be only focused on how to get out and deliver customer success. So everything they do internally around, around roadblocks for business process is just preventing them from doing that. So like, just take simple things like expense reimbursement, right? The idea that I have to go out and I, you know, I, I go visit a customer, I incur an expense, I have to come back to my desktop, I gotta bring it all up, I gotta log into the system, I gotta scan my receipts in, right? I gotta compile into something, I put it into the application, I gotta, I gotta submit it. That's a huge waste of time. How about we do this? Just take a picture of the receipt, interact with the chat bot. It'll ask you a couple of clarifying questions and it'll submit the it'll submit it for you automatically, and you never have to go to the application and you're done and you move on. Um, or if you're the manager, like you're the manager at Oracle or any organization, do you know the hundreds, if not thousands, of rules that govern whether an expense is is can be can be um, you know uh, reimbursed or not? Like, do you know what the spending threshold is at a dinner? You know, along with the fact that um, you know you can only have you know so many people, you can't do a public sector event and 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 uh, and pay for a meal. I mean, all these different rules. How can we ever expect a manager to know all that yet? You know, the, again, these older applications, they submit an expense and the manager has to look at it and figure out, is this okay to approve? How about we flip the script? Let's take the application and actually take all those business rules, put it into the logic. And then when it gets sent to the manager, it's already been pre-reviewed and it says to the manager, hey, this is okay to approve. Or you know what? There, you know, the, on, on, on line number 12, it violates an Oracle policy. What would you like to do? So now instead of the manager trying to find the needle in the haystack, we point the needle out and they can quickly act and move on. Again, saves a tremendous amount of time and it actually helps out with your uh, compliance and other 
and other uh, you know governance uh, around your organization. So I know it's way too long an answer, but um, but I, uh, hopefully that helps. No, I think there's you know the 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 potential expanse of impact that can be had, you know, whether it's expense reports, it's other things, you know, in other parts of the business. I think that's a great example. And Doug, I also wanted to ask, you know, you the Oracle's own transformation, the way you engage differently with customers now. And it's it's also been fascinating over the last few years as your cloud business has grown so much to hear Oracle talking about, we have lots of companies now who are Oracle customers that never used Oracle products before. So from startups to mid-sized companies to maybe Oracle's traditional base of large enterprises, how has it been uh, taking this new mindset to those different size, uh, different culture companies? Well, it's it's if you've never interacted with Oracle before, it's super easy because you know we have all of these new new processes and ways of doing business that that that's all you inter interact and experience with. Those are those are it's super easy for us to execute on that. I think the harder are, are obviously customers and individuals who've had prior experiences with the with we'll call you know call the old Oracle and 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 in that instance it's 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 we have to go re-earn our right at the table right we have to go show that it's that not only do we continue to have the best technology available but we have the services and expectations to deliver on their on on what they need regardless of what you know what the issue is etc so you know that 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 of again when i got back to the you know you're only as strong as your weakest link again we have to go re-earn the that uh, some of those rights but it's it's happening it's it's happening in lots of lots of different areas but you know if i go back to kind of thinking about how to be highly disruptive and 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 think in new ways that you know customers can't even they don't even see it outright but it's happening in the backgrounds i'll just i'll give you a, i'll give you an example you know i i um uh, uh early uh, a few years ago uh safra uh, uh, uh gave me the uh, organization called oracle university and oracle university's um you know historical mantra since since the founding of the company was really to you know provide classroom classroom training uh and education around our products but in today's world, that's that's sort of not good enough. And, and by that, I mean, most people who are first off, if you're in an application, the application should be intuitive, like it shouldn't require you to go off and have a bunch of classroom training in order to understand how to use ERP, HCM, CX, etc. Um, so let's start with that as the as the basis. And the great thing is now I can take and, and work with the team at Oracle University to help point out where customer demand for training comes in so that we can go back at the point of development and say, let's focus on making it easier because then we've decreased the amount of amount of interest in training on that front. Now go to the next level, which is, hey, I'm actually in the application and I could use help now. The last thing I want to do is leave the application and go find training somewhere, whether I got to go to oracle.com or I got to sign up for a class or whatever. You know, that, that's not when I need the help. That, that's, the, that, you know, that's the worst time uh, of all. How about we just do the learning right at the point in which you need it? And so you know, a lot of what we've done at Oracle and rethinking that user experience is we call Oracle Guided Learning, which is putting that all in the hands of the user at the time they need so that they can either hover over an icon that helps explain to them where they're at and what they can do next, or click immediately to bring up, bring up more, more in-depth help right right inside the application so you know that's the kind of disruptive behavior that that oracle is up to that um that again customers can't necessarily see it outright because it's it's sort of embedded into how we think 
but that's but that's the type of new new age thinking that we're we're doing that I think it emboldens us to um, you know to being that great partner for customers. You know whether whether you've been with us for thirty years or whether you're just showing up uh, uh, fresh. Uh, Doug, one thing I, I wanted to ask about that, and I thought of it as uh, you know you were just describing that that last part here about uh, these changes, right? It's it's not that long ago that some of these practices like what you described Oracle University, I mean, that was that was it. That that was accepted on both sides. But things are changing so fast now. So that notion of Oracle University to Oracle guided learning, it, it seems like this is this is relentless, right? Every part of the business has to accept this every day. What are we potentially falling behind on? And how do we get up in front and make sure we stay in lockstep with customers? It's, that's a big challenge. Yeah, and we're relentless at, at, at soliciting and taking feedback. And the feedback, you know, might be as simple as, "Hey, it's um, um, you know, I don't understand my bill, right?" And and that can take its they take a form of lots of different ways to solve it. Uh, it can take the form in which case, "Hey, we're not presenting a unified view of of uh, you know the billing inquiries to a customer in a way that's easily understandable. It's too complex, whatever." So we're busily you know focused on trying to trying to um, uh, bring together a, a single customer's view of everything they use from Oracle but not only just giving you billing but usage like how much of this are you using how many users logged on last month I mean get into the depth of it so that so that it's not you know a billing question is is sort of can be a springboard to lots of different different uh, inquiries around how to make sure the customer is, is is succeeding with it and then and then of course then it's also let's make sure all the people that uh, would touch a customer have the same information and 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 are able to help a customer because customer may not have that information right at their fingertips but they call in and they and they need help with again i've got a billing question great our accounts receivable group is there they can quickly pull up that information they can work with the customer around around uh, around what's going on and, and and how to solve it but then empower them to go out go out and do it um so, you know, the, again, all kinds of different ways in which that, uh, as you mentioned, the transformation is is continuous, and I think that's that's been um, you know one of the benefits that we've had at Oracle is is we it started with a leadership that's very very that was very receptive to change. The yeah. fact that Larry and Safra Katz and Mark Hurd, you know, when when he was here, really embraced this idea of we you know, we need to we need to do this, and and you know, you set out that that leadership example. And everybody sees, hears it, and and they and it can help adopt it. And then after that, you know, just having a relentless focus on on continuously evaluating how you're doing and being honest with yourself. I mean, that as part of it is you you might take the first turn of it. It's not quite right. It, it doesn't it doesn't have the results you expect. Okay, let's go back and and do it again. You know, one of the, one of the earliest transformations at Oracle we did was you know how do we how do we contract with customers? You know how do how do we sell to them and um, you know this 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 getting back to that used car dealer you know type situation. The old way was was a lot of heavy negotiations that took months on end, where there were no decision makers. Everybody was you know fighting. I mean the procurement officers and legal teams. I mean it was like um, it was like a you know guaranteed lifetime uh, lifetime business uh, on that front. And and as we thought about the company, we go that's the worst friction point. Like we want our customers to get access to the cloud service as quickly as humanly possible. Anything that delays their access means they're not getting gratification. We're not helping them run their business. We're not helping them, helping them succeed. So as a result of it, we tried to think about, let's break down that contracting process. 
let's let's figure out how to automate this so that customers can tell us what they want to purchase and under what conditions they want to do it. Let's make sure that the salespeople have the tools in order to make sure that it all can get put into the system and can send to the customer. They can look at it and auto sign, auto you know, uh, uh, docu sign, uh, wet you know, get away from wet signatures, what have you, and get on with it so we can provision provision that system. You know, we went from barely any any automation to now over ninety percent of our of our contracts are now fully automated. They're completely touchless. They're not printed out. They're not touched. They're not manipulated, et cetera. The system, the C, you know, the configure price quote cloud takes care of all of that on behalf of our customers. That's disruptive. And the people in the process, Doug, that used to be involved in all that, when not, that 90% was manual, they can move on to these higher level things you've been describing. That's exactly right. They, they move on to helping customers. So in many, or in, and their customer is the salespeople, for instance, but they also get more in touch with the customers. And, and so as a result, they can spend more time, you know, uh, you know, explaining what different things and terminologies mean, right? Uh, so you, again, I get back to this idea of, I don't want any of our back office uh, folks who are helping to uh, contract to have the, you know, you know th they're not allowed to just say no. Like that's the worst thing that anybody could have is like, you mean no, like it can never be done. You mean like, no, like wait till the last day of the quarter and it's okay. Or, or no, like if we just change the following thing, it's, you know, it'd be all right. So now it's, all, again, it's all about service oriented. So a lot of it is like, your job is not to just say no, your job is to find a solution, a solution yeah. to the problem. So work with our salespeople, work with our customers, find the outcome that uh, that makes sense. And, uh, and and that way everybody walks away with their, um, you know, with, with their head held high and really happy to move into the relationship we're trying to get them into. So Doug, you've given some, you know, great wide ranging examples of how the transformation has really helped Oracle succeed more with customers. Uh, outside of that, what are some ways that you would say here today at the, you know, early days of 2022 that Oracle is differentiated in the marketplace to drive value for customers? Yeah, so you know, part of this also was um, uh, uh, was trying to make sure that I saw it from a from the customer's perspective, and in fact, um, you know, one of the organizations that uh, that is part of corporate operations is uh, called our Strategic Clients Group, and and this is this is a, a group of customers that have, you know oftentimes have longstanding relationship with customers, but they're leaning into our business, and and as a result of it, what the idea of reconfiguring this was, let's figure out how to provide them with more help. Like not less help, but more help, because the more they're willing to bet their businesses on Oracle, the more service they should get, the more the more help and assistance along the way they should they should do. So, you know, we've, we've really been uh, been leaning into that. And as, and as part of that, you know, it also helps me because then I get direct feedback from from these from these customers about what they like and what they what they don't like. And, and, and a lot of this is as we enter today is pivoting around that. So. But, but but getting back to your question, which is why why do these what are these really important customers want to want to do business with Oracle? What what makes us unique? And I, and 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 so uh, um, the way I way I would think about this is um, is that you know Oracle since its founding was has always been involved in helping solve you know organizations' most difficult problems. You know whether you know that's that's um, that's helping ensure that a financial transaction, regardless of the currency or wherever in the world it goes through. Or whether it's a you know utility grids work 
working with um, you know working to make sure the power is on and it's flowing and, and regardless of where that it is in the country or you know or it's it's um, you know it's life sciences and making sure that clinical trials are, uh, are are happening in a way that ensures that we can accelerate the the pace to to, to evaluate these in, in pandemics like like COVID. So you know, we we always sort of been been hovering around those areas and helping customers customers out. So as the, as we moved as we moved to the cloud, I think we see ourselves in this in a similar vein. You know, we're really the only vendor that has all of these technologies that we bring together. Applications, both horizontal and 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 vertical or industry based. You know, infrastructure uh, with our with our own public cloud and uh, and, and obviously our database running on our hardware, et cetera. So, you know, we're the the ultimate. Uh, um, uh, you know, differentiators, the fact that all of these technologies work in complete harmony in a way that we can really drive uh, maximum reliability, security, scalability, et cetera, that, that, um, that's really hard to find from others. And, and trust me, when we get to the type of uh, workloads that some of these complex customers are doing, you need all of that in, you know, to the T. And, and I think that's, that's, again, where Oracle, I think, brings a lot of the differentiator that we've got all these different technologies. We've seen these type of problems before. We know how to approach them to get them, to get them solved, and, and, and we can go ahead and, um, and do it in a unique way. And I think on top of that, you know, one of the one of the other you know last big changes, and again, I, I'm trying not to not to spill out all my guts here, but um, you know, another another group that um, that uh, after after um, after our uh, former CEO Mark Hurd passed away, when Safford took all of um, all of the front office operations over as well, you know, I, I really um, uh, argued with her for the that 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 I get that I um, that I help transform our strategic. Partners group, and and by that I mean you know the, the global system integrators. You know the, the the vast majority of all of the implementations of our of our software, even in the cloud, are aided aided with our partners. And uh, whether that's Accenture, Deloitte, KPMG, et cetera, PwC, um, the, the, those folks are on the front lines. And and I think part of it was really figuring out how do we embrace that. So you know again in the in the um, in the sort of in the sort of before and after. You know before. When I would talk to folks, they'd be like, "Gosh, I can't believe it!" You know, the SI is calling, and they've got all these SRs. It's like, I can't, you know, let's not help them because we're just encouraging them to file more SRs. And I go, hold, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. Wait, <laughs> they're out there trying to make our cloud services successful, and our our reaction is, "Let's not help them." Hey, let's do the opposite. Like, let's lean in even more to make yeah. sure they have an overwhelming amount of support. Because we can a learn from what they experience since they see it across many customers, so we can go back, build it in the factory to change it, or 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 um, or help help expedite it for other customers that face the same situation, you know that sort of thing. Like let's give them more help in the process, and and I think that's really what we've been doing over the last uh, the, the last year or so, and um, and we completely strengthen our relationship relationship with those folks. So now in any customer situation, I'd like to think that um, you know, if, if they don't choose Oracle Consulting and they choose one of the system integrators, which often happens in most cases, now all of a sudden you've got a joint partnership that's going to, again, be focused on customer success, which is not just about buying the cloud service, but getting it implemented effectively and getting it up and running and succeeding with it. Um, Doug, I just want to follow up on that with a quick one, right? Because you know this, this notion of conventional wisdom and conventional wisdom four or five years ago was saying, oh, the cloud's going to kill partner ecosystems, right? Because they don't need to integrate anymore. And the exact opposite has happened, right? Those, the partners have been able to move up to these higher level types of engagements that you've described here. So 
again, I think it's one of those things where as leaders, right, you've got to fight uh, this notion of allowing things like <laughs> let's not help them to this notion of, you know, they're going to go away when the reality of having that frontline communication with customers, with partners is what gives you the real insight into what's going on in the market. That's so again, it, it sounds like all along the way, that's what you're helping to drive there, connect, shorten that distance between the customers and your company. Yeah, I mean, I, even I mean, I think you've highlighted something really important, which is it's not just then about the system integrators, but we've extended that to the entire ecosystem of partners yeah. because you know you're right. Customers are ultimately they have they have they have a framework of an environment. You know, they have some things that they've had forever, and they have new things, and they're buying some new cloud services. Got to connect to old things, and you know, it's it's a it's it's never it's never simple. Right. There's it by itself is, is, a, is a complex environment. And as a result, you know, we can't anticipate and don't expect customers to pick Oracle software for every every usage. So not only do we have to integrate with with all of these things, but we have to really embrace the idea that they want to work with work with multiple partners. And so and so that's again, that's another example of a transformation we've, we've been doing over the past year is really building up our, our cloud ecosystem so that um, so that. Partners understand that they're welcome here. That we're not we're not here to push them out of the way or or to say you can only use Oracle software, but more to say what do you, what do you as a customer what do you need in order to succeed? And if and if that means that um, it, you know that it's important that we work closely with X Y Z vendor, we're going to work closely with X Y Z vendor. And it, it is amazing how uh, certainly over the last few months it's it's just been a sea change. That's going on where you know we we had to we had to sort of pull teeth with some of these partners to get them to really get focused on on um, on going and running on Oracle Cloud infrastructure. All of our all of our cloud applications run on run on OCI, so it's we know it works. It works very effectively, et cetera. And um, and a lot of it is for customers' benefit. Want to have that have that ease of use of uh, out of a out of a single cloud system. You know, it, it, it was harder early on. Now they're actually calling us and they're saying, "Hey, I'm seeing customers are saying, gee, why aren't I on OCI?'" How, and they're like, how, how do I how do I get on it? How do I partner, et cetera? And so really leaning into that and and um, and, and giving them a, a fast pathway to that uh, to that so they can be part of the uh, part of our ecosystem, part of the success. Well, Doug, you know, some, those are great insights, great perspectives on things. And it really gives, I think, a clear picture of what's going on here. Before we wrap up, I just wanted to offer you the last word if there's anything you want to be sure to touch on. Well, I, again, I, I appreciate the time. We, we love uh Love what uh, what your platform is, uh, is is doing and has been doing, and and again, I just would ask everyone out there, you know, if if, um, if you haven't seen the new Oracle, you know, please come on by, uh, you know, give me a shout or an email. I'm happy to tell you more about it, uh, or I, I think you'll see it uh, uh, throughout our entire entire employee organization. What's going on, and um, and uh, hopefully we can show you how we can help you help your 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 own organization succeed with uh, with our technologies. Well, great. Um... Folks, thanks for being here with us. Doug Caring, Executive Vice President of Corporate, Corporate Operations at Oracle, talking about the incredible transformation the company's been through and the way it's imparting new levels of value for customers. Doug, thanks so much. Great, uh, great conversation. Thank you.